Welcome to the Estate Agents Podcast. I'm joined by one of my co-presenters today, uh, Andy Overman. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Luke. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Very good. We haven't got one of our partners in crime, Stephen. Um, As we know, Stephen is at the height of uh, technical ability and he's having a few computer problems this morning. Well, secretly, um, he's flown Troy over to the UK and he's having a late breakfast with him. He'll uh, never know. No, or he could be doing some of his 10,000 steps. So (laughs) that could be the other one. But we are joined by one of the uh, world's uh, greatest when it comes to action and implementers and helping people attain exceptional results. And that is Pete Wilkinson. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Luke. Good. So, Pete, um, rather than um, us, because we I'm sure you know more about yourself than, than we know about you. So um, just give us a bit of a, a background as to who you are, what you do and, and what you've been doing. OK, so uh, my name is Pete Wilkinson and I am the founder and CEO of Reclaro, which is a performance management tool for ambitious CEOs. I've been running that business for a short while now, and primarily my background is in, well, going way back, retail sales for a large PLC, and then more recently, sort of coaching and consulting clients and doing lots of presentations around the theme of being effective, being focused, taking more action, and ultimately getting more things done. Fabulous. And I know uh, one of the questions, um, and you've been asked to come on this podcast uh, by one of our listeners. Um, So now I think we have a total of eight listeners, Andy. Um, (laughs) Joking aside, I think we have a few more than that. Um, But um, one of the questions in our, because we've been doing our 31 tips to kickstart your 2019. And one of those is around kind of implementation and time management and and how to get more effectiveness. So it's quite an applicable uh, topic at the minute, isn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah. And and I think the the reality is, Luke, that most people are very, very busy, uh, working very, very hard. But I think when it gets quiet and either they go home or they have a moment to reflect, they, they're often honest with themselves thinking, you know, I should be a bit more effective. I can't really work much harder, but what I'm, what I'm doing isn't producing the results. And that's where it's more important to think about effectiveness than efficiency, you know? Sure. No, de- definitely. So um, if, if I was to have a conversation with you, uh, Pete, and said, look, I'm really struggling with how to be more effective within the workplace, yeah. how would you start that conversation with someone? So the first thing I would normally say, Luke, is, is that we would do a small, a small exercise around how to gauge where you are now. Uh, and that really is to assess a starting point. So if anybody listening kind of doing any sporting events or whatever, then you, you, you sort of, before you start the program, your, your coach at the time would want to get a, a baseline of where your fitness is. And it's quite the same with effectiveness. We need to know where we are roughly at the moment. Um, maybe surprisingly for your listeners, the average effectiveness of a CEO, director, senior type person in the UK for the last sort of five years, the average um, is only 65% when they sell score going through a crisis criteria so you know the first thing we would do with yourself that would be to say where are you at in terms of how effective and the certain questions to ask for that the purpose is to get the baseline once we know where you are we would then the very next thing really would be to look at some very quick win habits that you could form that would allow you to increase your effectiveness without having you to work another five or ten hours a week 
Fabulous. So, Pete, what I'm really interested in then is uh, you talk a, a lot about these successful habits. Yeah. What's a successful habit? Can right. you explain for our listeners, yeah. please? Okay, so so a successful habit would be something that you can hopefully start fairly easily. Uh, however, you may need to improve your knowledge or your skill to develop that habit. But let's say that you're prepared to do that. Um, a successful habit would be something that you can start, something that becomes a ritual to you, or obviously in the word becomes habitual, that you do uh, almost without thinking in time. So, you know, there'll be a time when one of our parents probably reminded us to brush our teeth this morning. Now, hopefully no one's had to have a phone call from their mother or their father to say, have you brushed your teeth? Because it's just become habitual. And we know from all our research in the presentations we've done that there are certain habits that, that successful people have, and they are the ones that tend to allow us to, as you say, guys, uh, you know, use your time more effectively, you know, p personal organizations, very important, you know, how you plan, um, very simple things around how you start your day, how you end your day, how you start your week, end your week. There's various ones uh, that people form and they give them a very good return. What we talk about ROE, return on energy. So kind of like, you know, putting your effort into something what is the output? And if that is worth doing, then that's a good successful habit to keep and that will allow you to move up. But there is really kind of four main habits that, that, that we try and get people to form fairly quickly. Do you, do you guys want me to tell you what they are? Yeah, yeah massively. Yeah, okay. yeah, so, so the first one um, is the, the habit of, of being able to focus. And this might seem really simple, but very, very few people understand the concept of total focus. Uh, yeah, they're focused when they're doing what they want to do. They're doing when it's really easy to do something, um, something you love, but it's much harder to do something that you maybe don't want to do or you aren't sure about. And learning how to focus is the first step in making sure you don't just work hard, you work hard on the right things. And I would go as far to say that advice of just work hard is probably some of the worst advice you can be given because I see thousands and I literally mean thousands of people working bloody hard, but they're not getting the results because they're really efficient at doing the wrong things. They're efficient at checking email a hundred times a day. They're efficient at letting interruptions come into their life. They're efficient at push notifications or whatever it might be. So the first thing you need to think guilty, about guilty, guilty, there, guilty. Pete. Yeah. Well, it is. Up my day. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it is, and 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 it's difficult, guys, because you know the the bottom line is that there's that much happening now. You know, I, I rang one of our consultancy clients reason, recently. I'm not sure who it is, but um, he's in the same sector as you guys, and he doesn't have an answer phone message now. And he, I said, oh, I said, uh, I said, the answer phone message didn't come on. He says, yeah, I had to switch it off. I said, why is that? He said, because uh, it's just another method. Another method. Because you've got answer phone, you've got LinkedIn message, you've got Messenger, WhatsApp, text, Trello, Slack. You've got all these tools that are bouncing messages around. And, and it's great if they're working for you. But in most cases, what happens is they just become a distraction. Now, I'm not saying we don't need to communicate. Obviously, we do. But we have to manage you know, when we communicate and for how long. So, so for me, focus is around being clear on what you're going to do today 
what you're going to do this week, where you expect to be by sort of, I don't know, five, six, seven o'clock tonight, and where do you expect to be by, if, if your last day is a Friday, where do you expect to be by a Friday? And then what can you do in between that time to stay focused? So the first thing to learn about is, is, is to be focused. That's the first one. Can I just ask you there then, Pete, and there's a lot of um, consideration, a lot of discussion in the industry about this, and, and, and I know point one focus, and yeah. I am probably one of the uh, people in the world that gets most easily distracted an email comes in an sms i fly off and do this or the next yeah. shiny thing so I, I completely get that mm-hmm. in terms of business yeah how swiftly do you believe a consumer needs to be replied to because this is a very big discussion in our office at the moment is so if somebody emails um how swiftly do you think that that, that you, we should be responding to that email. I know everything's urgent and important, but I yeah. tend to look at them straight away. Okay. And so, I do get distracted. Yes. And and, and the problem is, and, and, and you know what? If that email leads to a deal that boosts your business and the thing you were doing wasn't strategic at the time, then that's fine. But if that email is a distraction that doesn't lead to something, moving something forward, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a member of the team that asks your advice on something when really they should be doing it themselves. Or it's a, or it's a, it's a client or a customer who is asking a question because they weren't, their expectations weren't managed correctly from the outset that's prevented you from strategic thinking, then it's a bad thing. So you have to take a call on this. But how I would simply answer that question, Andy, would be communicate within a time frame that that particular customer is happy with i love that and i think the massive for our listeners there i think the massive key point is yes you can open the email but then you've got a choice to make and you need to distinguish whether it's urgent or important yes and 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 does does that particular customer and and again we you know we haven't got time to go into crm systems and all the rest of it but does that customer um you know because okay so here's the thing right um exercise is a great example my i do a lot of uh long long time endurance events and British Army events and UK Special Forces stuff and triathlon and all this stuff and Ironman. So when someone says to me, I'm going to get fit this year, I whiz off and think, all right, they're going to be doing between 10 and 12 hours a week and they're going to be looking at 100 mile bikes and they're going to be looking at six hour bike uh, pack runs carrying 35 pounds because that's my expectation of what I would do. Okay. So with time, it, you know, you responding re- straight away to something, Andy, you might think, get back to me straight away means within 30 seconds. Luke's get back in straight away because he's maybe uh, does different things. His is an hour. Mine yeah. get back straight away as well. I'm actually traveling a great deal. So it's going to be probably sometime within the next half day, four or five hours. Yeah. So there yeah. we have three very clear time frames of expectation. And if they aren't managed well with a customer, it's going to lead to disappointment. The other thing to think about, Andy, is if you are one of these people who responds to something within... 30 seconds, you have to be careful that you don't create an unrealistic expectation in the mind of the customer. So next time you take an hour, they think there's something wrong. And they think you've dropped down the list. And, and they oh, think, geez, I'm very important, Andy, now, because every every other time. So, so I would argue, and this is very controversial, but I don't mind saying it. I would argue that even if you are able to respond to something immediately, think before you do it in case that becomes the new benchmark with that particular customer. Well, that's, um, yeah, I, I think that's quite an interesting uh, tip there. And I think there's going to be a lot of listeners that, and I know I've taken a lot of value from, from just that one about being able to focus, because like you, Andy, I get easily distracted. Something pings off on your phone, and before you know it, you spent 20 minutes 
Um, Especially when Apple bring out a new product, Luke, eh? <laughs> yeah, just just a little bit. But interestingly, our our new accountant for the business, he he has a process now with his emails where he has an auto response on. So if you email him, yeah. he his auto response says, "I don't get notifications of new emails. I check my emails twice a day. Yeah. Um, please do not expect an immediate response." Yeah. Um, and his and that's and that goes to clients. That's an automatic ge- generic response, just a way to help manage, I suppose, people's expectations. Yeah, and and, and what you could do at, at Knightsbridge, Luke, you know, you could easily yeah. you could easily say. To, to every customer, and the guys can brief brief all the customers. This is how we communicate. Um, if you email us, uh, it's it's going to be within four hours. Yeah. If it's pretty something that's quick and needs something pretty urgently. Send a text to this number, or if yeah. it's absolutely need a decision there and then, use the phone. So yes, you can even come up with a communication. Uh, packing hierarchy, yeah, or, uh, yeah. and, and and like almost you know. So for me, it's like this is the way we communicate. Clients, customers, and and and, and consultancy clients know that they can phone me, and if I'm able to, I always pick up. Um, if they email me, they they know really it's by the end of that day I'll get back to them. Yeah, if they stick the word urgent somewhere. It promotes a different response. But what I what I what I have learned to try not, and it's not easy, is is that. You have to be careful how reactive you are during the day because what you'll ha- what will happen, Luke? What will happen, Andy? Is you'll go home, you'll see your partners, or you'll talk to a mate. You'll go, I've never bloody stopped a day, have you? Yeah. I've just been so busy. Have you been an impact? Absolutely not. I've just been doing stuff. Yeah, and you've got to watch yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think uh, a lot of people talk. You're working to other people's agendas and not your own agenda. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, which which really leads on to the second habit, which is personal organisation, and and this is where people really need to think about um, their their the way that they set their day, their week, uh, their month up. Because if you've ever said I didn't have time to do that, then I'm going to say you need to think about your personal organisation being improved. Because if the day is eighty six thousand four hundred seconds, twenty four hours. Which was a lo- yep. enough, or it is enough for Mark Zuckerberg. It's enough for Elon Musk, and it's enough. It was enough for Barack Obama. So if the day is twenty four hours long and it's enough, then we should never be saying things like "I didn't have time to do that." And the reason no. is because what I would argue is the the answer, the secret in order to achieve more is you actually need to focus on less. So you've got to get better at, at working out. What is mission critical that you in your role should look after? And then you've got to get better at working out what possibly should be done by somebody else. So two questions to think about with your personal organization, guys. What first question is, should it be done? And the second question is, should it be done by me? So you've got to really start to drill down on the tasks you're doing that maybe possibly could be done by somebody else. And then you need to get better control. I mean, we can't control time, but you can control what you do within the time you have available. And that's our decision. That's great. Number three then, Pete. Number three is the basis of being proactive. So this goes, uh, anybody who's a real fan of Stephen Covey will know that being proactive is the first of the seven habits. And I've taken the last sort of year, I've taken that to a new level where I prepare, and I mean literally prepare fully for every meeting, every phone call. I will ask what's the outcome. Um, I, I get very, very, I'm trying to get very, very good at being proactive to the degree that I think for a few minutes 
before I do something. And I've realized that that allows me to get a better outcome from that particular interaction, whether that's half an hour thinking time block, whether that's uh, working on my business, speaking with a consultancy client, preparing for a presentation. I know now that by being really proactive and just thinking about what I'm going to do and who's going to be there and what they're about and what their outcomes are, it leads to me achieving a better outcome within a certain time frame. So when I put the three together, being focused, and if you want a definition, guys, I would say you'll know you're focused when you can do what you need to do, when it needs to be done, whether you want to or not. If you can't do that, then I wouldn't, I would argue you're not focused. So I'd say focus is number one, getting better with your time, personal organization. So better than just time management, guys, personal organization is about diary management, getting really good at prioritizing tasks, estimating how long they last, when they should be done. And after that, you need to be proactive. And there is the fourth one, which really is kind of the foundation habit. And without this, then um, it, it, nothing happens. And the fourth one is self-discipline. That's uh, uh, a key, a key, I think, for, for, for everyone. So what do we mean by self-discipline in relation to these three uh, other uh, habits? Okay, so self-discipline for this is doing the thing you say you're going to do so you build trust with yourself. That's really interesting. It's, yeah. it's all about consumer trust, and we talk a lot about the customer trusting us and the customer journey. Yeah. We, we don't necessarily talk so much about ourselves. Yes. So, so uh, you know, you, you go for a meal, Luke, and, and you say to yourself, I'm going to eat healthy tonight. And then you get there and you see the dessert, you think, I'm having a dessert. And then after <laughs> eating the dessert, now, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not uh, judging anyone here. That's up to them. That's what they want to do. But realistically, if you've gone out and you say you're not going to do something and then you do the yeah. thing, you don't feel good about yourself, you see? No, so, you so, so, so he has met you, hasn't he, Luke? <laughs> uh, I, think he's, I think he's met both of us before. <laughs> so, for example, if I'm going to be, I'm, I spend a, quite a few days in hotels and I'm presenting around the country in the different parts of the world and stuff, and I'll spend time in hotels. And, and I have to have the discipline um, about what breakfast is going to look like. And, and because I don't know what you guys are like, but those sausages and the bacon and the hash browns, they're the worst, them little buggers. They smile yeah. at me, they glisten, you know. And if I didn't have... They, they sometimes just jump out onto your plate they accidentally. Do, they talk to you. Yeah. They leap. They leap out and get themselves stuck right in amongst the beans and the fried eggs. But the problem <laughs> is... Guys, it's not even eight o'clock and I'm salivating. I know. Please. I know it's not <laughs> but, but, but what happens is that you you uh, decide before you you, you think, oh, I should really... Or what you say is, I should really have a healthy breakfast today. You know, and if you've done two or three... Occasionally, I'll do two or three days back to back. So I'm in like a different hotel each night. And and by the third one, I say, oh, I deserve, I deserve it, you know. But but discipline in that sense would be making a decision before you go down to breakfast of what you're going to eat and what you're not going to eat. You know, that's discipline. And, and it yeah. might seem simple with a dessert during the week or alcohol during the week, I won't drink. Um, and, and okay, so it's not about becoming a robot. And I know I might be a little intense sometimes, but I would argue the three words that's, uh, that I would like to people to think about is discipline equals freedom. So I know for a fact the more disciplined I've become with my time, my tasks, who, who I spend time with, what I spend time on, the more disciplined I've become, the more freedom I have. I will take 10 weeks holiday a year. You know, I will take lots of holiday after New Zealand, February, we're away to... Uh, Spain in June, we've already been away to Centre Parks. So I've got a weekend this weekend in Spain. I'm, August, I'm there for three weeks. 
centre parks back in December. And the reason why I like these holidays and the reason why I'm, I'm disciplined is because when I'm at work, I'm absolutely on it. And then when I'm off, I'm relaxing. And that comes yeah, to do with the self-discipline, you know? It's very Gary V, isn't it? So listeners, we've got focus, we've got personal organisation, we've got being proactive and we've got being disciplined and I think that you've taken that to a whole new level, Pete. I think a lot of Pete, a lot of us here think that we're disciplined, but I've yeah. I've written pages, two, two yes. three pages of notes, um, because I'm probably the world's worst at um, believing that uh, nobody else can do it in the way that I can, and taking on those one dollar productive tasks when I should be concentrating on the thousand dollar productive tasks. So I've made lots and lots of notes. Yeah. What I'm really keen for our listeners to wrap up, please, Pete, mm-hmm. is. Um, you, you believe in your 12-month action plans and you've designed the Reclaro 135 system. Mm-hmm. What is that, please? Okay, so the the one three five the Reclaro 135 system is a very simple action plan uh, that I designed many years ago now. it's it, I used it when I had a retail business, which is about 15 years ago. So it's been tweaked and tweaked since then. More recently, it's what we always speak about and present about and consult about. A 135 is one crystal clear vision that sits at the top of the page uh, that describes what success and happiness looks like for a certain time frame. And we push people towards 12, kind of 18-month plans. It does work longer out, but it is better in a shorter time frame. So you have the destination of where you're going to get to. Um, and so so for you, Luke, you'd, you'd have one for your business, a vision yep. for the next 12 months, okay? And then, and then what you'd have beneath the one, the three, are three succinct core objectives. And the reason we only have three core objectives is because most people have bloody 33. <laughs> and, and we spend time chasing butterflies, spinning plates, and we get, we've got 50 things that are kind of... Uh, you know, halfway across the line, but nothing's getting actually finished off and boxed off, you see. So you need to think about three core objectives. Most people who are listening to this who are running a business or involved in business, those three objectives should be a strategy-based objective, they should be an operations-based objective, and they should be a team or people-based objective. So we've got the strategy to grow the business, we've got the operation that can deliver the strategy, and we have the right people in the right place at the right time doing the right job to deliver the operation, which achieves the strategic goals, and that hits our vision. Beneath the three, which are the core objectives, are five stepping stone goals. So you simply think about where you're going to be in 12 months' time. Or for now, I mean, we, we, we do, you know, a lot of people are building 2019 plans now. So where are we going to be at the end of 2019? Okay, great. We know what that looks like. What are the main objectives? What's the strategy, ops, and people objective? And then beneath those five stepping stone goals for each objective. So it's one, three, five. So you work on the goals day to day, week to week, month to month. The goals, as they get ticked off, progress the objectives, and the objectives achieve the vision. And the Reclaro system is all of that on a web app, cloud based. So you've got instant access anywhere you want on your phone, laptop, tablet, whatever it is. And it has the progress tracked against milestones. The goals move forward by percentages. That moves the percentage on your objectives, which ultimately moves your central dial, which is your vision dial. And clearly, guys, on a 12-month plan, you want to be at 100% in 12 months. You should be around 50% in six months. And all the guys are using Reclaro now. They all are kind of thinking as the, as the year starts. They're thinking, I need to be at 25% complete by the end of March. And it's a very simple system that allows you to kind of understand what you should do and what you shouldn't do. 
It's incredible focus. Yeah. So, Pete, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, um, if uh, what you've said has resonated with our listeners and they're thinking, you know, I, I need to get this guy in my life, how can people contact you? Yeah, PeterReclaro.com is the... And Reclaro, just for the, yes, for the listeners? R-E-C-L-A-R-O. Brilliant. That's Pete at Reclaro.com, guys. Yes. The idea is, you see, is that uh, we have a little lovely house in the, in rural Spain where we spend a lot of time. And once we build this business and we, we do really well, we're going to spend more time there. So Claro is Spanish for clear. So it's about retaining clear and clarity around what you're supposed to do. That's where the name comes from. There you go. That's his focus, guys. That's point one, his focus, his clarity. He wants to be out in Spain and you're going to help him get there. <laughs> <laughs> and I see and I see on your uh, website, uh, Pete, that there is a uh, looks like a free download to how to be focused and take more action. 21 simple activities. Yeah, that's on reclaro.com. Yeah. And you can also yeah. guys can book a demo there for the system if they think they want to have a look at it or even a chat. There's a contact thing and get one of the team to contact them and talk them through and give them There's loads of hints wow. and tips we can help people with. Yeah. Fantastic. So there's some there's some downloadable content if you head over to Pete's website, reclaro.com. Um, I'm just uh, mind blown, Andy, from all of the notes that I've just taken, and uh, to ha- and I can immediately see how it gets you clarity on on your day to day life, and certainly gets you to be more. Uh, accountable for for what you're doing and uh, think more about and just the whole planning planning everything you do plan going into a meeting plan that telephone conversation to a get more out of it but also uh, allow the customer to to get more out of it as well so So much more focused luke i mean i was talking to pete off air before you um before you joined while you were trying to help steve with his technical issues and you know pete was very this is the time window he's he's got a goal he's very driven um and that resonates through what he's just said to us and I think what our listeners will find and certainly what I'm finding is I've made as many pages of notes in 25 minutes there as I did possibly with the longer podcasts that we released over two episodes I think yes yeah it's very very focused very good very good so Pete all all that uh, is left to say is we really appreciate your time this morning I know you're a very busy person and you've got other commitments coming up soon so um, thank you very much. It's been a privilege and an honour to have you on our podcast. Um, guys and girls, if you do want to find out more information, then please head over to reclaro.com. Um, and it's, uh, it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Don't forget, guys, we're on eapodcast.co.uk. We've got the Facebook page up and running now. We are responsive. Um, Luke is answering uh, messages at all times and day and night, obviously, because of the, uh, the uh, arrival of uh, little baby Oliver. Congratulations <laughs> to you and Stacey. Thank you very much. Thank you. And um, Pete, thank you very much for joining the EA podcast today. I think our listeners will um, take a great deal away from what you've said. Excellent. Thank you very much, guys. Great to chat. Thank all you. very best. Cheers. Bye for now.